Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of the No More World. Today I'm going to talk about the story of Anna Leid, which is me actually. And after thinking about it for a while, how to do this, I asked Veronica to interview me and she was happy to do it because interviewing yourself is quite difficult. I can hear you thinking why the No More World as the title of this podcast. Well. Often when I hear stories from ex-elite athletes, I hear them referencing to the normal world as the normal world, because I do see those two worlds myself as two separate worlds. In today's podcast, we're going to dive into the world of elite gymnastics and the transition from the elite gymnastics world to the normal world. Here is the normal world of Anna Leid. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for um, for having me here. Yeah. I have no sports history whatsoever. Well, but, um, but you have. I so, do. Um, yeah, let's start with you this first uh, episode. Um, can you tell me about your sport history? When yeah. did you start? What sport did you do? Yeah. I, uh, I started about when I was five years old at a local gymnastics club. Uh, I believe it was because my mom and dad saw me do cartwheels all around uh, the living room and they thought, well, <laughs> let's put her in a gymnastics class. And um, yeah, that's how it started. Then, yeah, they saw that I was talented. So uh, they said, well, maybe she could go to another to another group. So at the beginning, with yeah. how many hours did you start? I think it was just once a week, one hour. Okay. I believe it was. Yeah. And... Did it become immediately obvious that you were talented? Well, um, I think when around when I was around six, I had my first uh, competition and uh, I won. So well, congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. And 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 do you remember that? Do you remember the feeling of winning? Um, it's very vague, but I do remember uh, a moment that I had to sit on bars. I had to like sit with my buttocks on the bars itself and my, my teacher had to help me. So immediately I was like, oh, didn't win. But apparently I did. <laughs> oh, wow. And did you get a rush out of that? Um, no, I, no, I was six. So I was like, oh, oh, I have a gold medal. But that was it. Yeah. Wow, great. Yeah. But you did get a, a rush out of the sport, I assume. I did, yeah. They um, they saw I was talented, so they put me in um, a level higher, a class that had a level higher. So I think it was around maybe two times a week, two hours or something like that. And then at some point, uh, the, the, the coaches were like to my mom and dad, well, she's really talented. There is another club nearby uh, where she can train a lot more hours. So um, yeah, we switched clubs, went there. And um, that was the moment that I also started to do national competitions. And at my first nationals, I became third. Mm. I was nine. And um, then the same thing happened. That club also said, uh, well, we don't have more training hours to offer to you. So I switched clubs again. And that's yeah. how, I be- how I started at the elite club. I ended my yeah. uh, elite career. Yeah. And was that a really um, a separate world from your normal life, or yeah. did your parents know the world, or could they relate to it? Or yeah, my mom and dad also uh, were active in the gymnastics world. My mom, my dad actually, my mom was a was a coach. 
uh, not an elite coach, but just uh, to like a local club. And my dad also did elite gymnastics when he was younger and he also taught uh, an elite club. Yes, yeah, so they were familiar with the world. Um, and yes, I want to say it's a completely separate world, separate yeah. rules, separate everything. Yeah. So were you struggling with that at a time that you to to maintain your your life at in the hole in your life at school or if you're well that's difficult because i had to especially when i went to uh to the elite club i had to leave school early so um i had to give up a lot of things that normal kids do because it was far away or yes it was about half an hour drive yes okay and my practice started at four and our primary school um i think it ended at 3 30 so that was no uh, no option so i had to had to leave school always a little bit earlier. I missed mornings because of morning practices. So, um, yeah. yeah. And at that point, did you feel very different from your classmates or from your friends? Or were you just more focused on your training anyway? No, I didn't feel different at the time. Um, no, not really. I just knew that I had a different focus because my focus was obviously gymnastics. But also performing well at school, um, just trying to be a normal kid. And I think my parents always tried, um, obviously, to to what they could, that I could also enjoy the normal stuff. So birthday parties, etc. up to a certain point. Because, for example, if it was a sleepover party, I couldn't stay because mm-hmm. I had to practice that next day. Yeah. So what did you like about it? I the adrenaline kick when you learn new skills yes i always remember when i learned a new skill and i did it for the first time i i was shaking like completely shaking because of the adrenaline mm. yeah it was very nice obviously this the skills became more um uh, difficult so also more frightening but um yeah in the beginning it was it was the adrenaline yes i loved flipping i loved yeah, running, <laughs> flying through the air. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, so we're obviously talking about the difference between the world of um, elite athlete, elite athletes, and and the normal world. Was that also? Um, was the, at that point was the normal world um, a little bleak because you didn't have those uh, adrenaline kicks, or or was that? I mean, I can imagine yeah. it's, it's addictive to have this thrill. Of oh, yes, it is. It is. And um, I think I was participating in a normal world, but I wasn't living in it. Okay. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. Until I quit, obviously. Yeah. So tell me about the, um, the run-up. Why? Was it, was it always going to happen? No, was I don't. Was it your own choice? Was it? Well, um I want to say that I became more frightened for first skills and I got blocks and I, yeah, it was, it was tough because training hours were tough and the training was, was quite harsh. So how many hours did you train at this I point? Think up, I think when I was about 11, I, I remember training 23 hours a week, I believe, which is quite a lot. You spend quite a lot of time in the gym. Um, and I remember uh, us going to a training camp to start the season. It was in Slovakia. And um, my parents, after we came back from that training camp, my parents were like, no, 
it's just not a healthy um, training environment um, I obviously didn't like it anymore so um, no we're just gonna quit so it was all, at that time it was my parents decision yes so how did you re how did you react to that at first I think I was relieved and after a couple of years I think, or I don't know, I, I don't remember it very vividly, but I rem remember over time that I was like, that goal of, of the Olympics in 20, 2008, that was obviously the goal. I was in the first uh, national team for like the little ones. So it was the run up to that. And, and, and in the years after I quit, I became to, I, I, yeah, that, that realization process started for like I was training for the Olympics and now I don't I can't get there anymore no. yeah did you how did you experience the 2008 Olympics was that a difficult plan yes although I don't think I would ever made it to the Olympics it still was quite weird to watch yeah yeah it's really you were in this completely different world now by that yes. time. Yes, and yes, not not understanding it no, at all. No. no, no. Yeah. So, so how was it? How was it to adapt to um, that life without that those those hours? Very difficult focus? because the gymnastics world has a lot of strict rules, and the normal world, as I reference to it, doesn't have any normal rules. Every person has their own opinion about things and in the gymnastics world as how I experienced it you just couldn't have your own opinion you just had to listen what you could do the coaches decided if it was wrong or right um, so you didn't have to worry about that <laughs> so and all of a sudden you're thrown in this this normal world and people expect kind of of you to have an opinion and to to know what's wrong and right or to have a sort of sense for it and I just didn't develop that so yeah. that sounds was... really chaotic and overwhelming yes yeah, yeah it was and it was at the time that I was going to high school and obviously that's quite a transition as well so I think it was just double the chaos for me yeah so how did you deal with that well um, I think I dealt with it by trying to control everything in my power, uh, which eventually uh, became controlling my food intake. And obviously, well, not obviously, but in gymnastics, there is a lot of emphasis on weight. And um, I think for me, that was um, how I could control uh, my feelings, um, not feeling anything, not having to deal with emotions, um, trying to control the things I could. Um, to make it look like the gymnastics world inside the normal world. Obviously that didn't work and that wasn't the solution. But um, yeah, and that, that obviously ended in an, in an eating disorder. Yeah. So did you get any help with that? Or yeah. How? yeah, after about a couple of years, um, I was really done with the eating disorder and I wanted it to change. So I got help. Uh, first time around it didn't work that well so I had to get a second um, time in rehab and um, it was some sort of rewrap that I w would go once a week and obviously psychological help um, and my the second time around my motivation was that I wanted to go to go to uh, to be a PE teacher and for that 
you have to have the energy and the body to and the strength to go through that education so for me that that was a big motivation to get better yeah, yeah. and and did you have the feeling that um uh, within um your mental health team that they understood where you were coming from that they had a, mm. a sense of obviously not everyone who has an eating disorder has has a history um within sports so but it seems like it did contribute so was there like a huge gap between those worlds or um there um there was understanding for it because obviously i don't think i was the first uh, retired elite athlete that came to their uh, rehab for help um but um at the time the focus was to get better in terms of eating and obviously to think better uh, around like have better positive thoughts about around food but um i think in the end um it was more of a symptom the eating disorder and not like um the the real the real no. problem that yeah. that came later yeah yeah, yeah. because you didn't completely dismiss sports altogether i mean no. you wanted to go into physical education yeah um so what was it that kept you going back because i just love sports i think it's just the adrenaline and the endorphin that you get uh, from sports i just love being active i've always been active even before i did gymnastics uh, we had swimming lessons of course and then i did a bit of jazz the ballet stuff dance class and uh, ice skating speed skating because i come from a speed speed skating area in the netherlands so i always and my, my parents always um, uh, promoted like sports to us as, as a positive thing so once i quit gymnastics i tried a lot of different other sports i tried field hockey uh, track and field swimming ballet but it wasn't it so yeah and then when i started my pe education in the hague i started gym gymnastics again how was that well it was weird so at what level did you i can imagine that you were part of the top in the Netherlands when you left and you obviously couldn't get back at that level no or you hadn't grown with with your peers how was that um, it was weird because in my head I could still do everything and um, at the PE education obviously we did gymnastics too and I started to notice that well I could do some stuff <laughs> you knew um, how to do a salto <laughs> yeah I did I did and thing was that back then i was about 19 when i started gymnastics again because i always at at first i was relieved and then there became a thought like what if what if and then you go to a gym once and you've you notice that you could still do all this stuff even that you didn't think you could do anymore so then like what things like well just, i don't know any technical terms no but. just just giants just just uh, somersaults twists uh, double backs, that kind of stuff. It it just came very easy still, and I was like, well, after all these years, and I had grown, I I had put on some weight because obviously I went through puberty. So, yeah, it 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 was quite mesmerizing to me that I was like, well, I can still do all these things, which is also made me very sad because it was like, well, I wish I couldn't because then I didn't have to worry about this anymore. So, did you feel like? an obligation to your talent or well maybe i felt like i didn't 
I didn't um, get everything out of my talent, if you, if you get what I mean. I felt like there was something still there, but um, so I started doing gymnastics again, not top level, uh, but um, I think I did second division or something. I didn't, I don't remember. Um, yeah, but then after not even a year, not, not, not even a season, um, yeah, I realized that um, did, did, there wasn't any change in the environment. Um, environment, the training environment was still unhealthy. And I felt like I didn't have control over my own life. Um, obviously, I gained all these uh, knowledge about teaching, about coaching in my education. So it became more clear and clear and clear to me that um, this wasn't the environment that was going to contribute to my mental health in a, like in a positive way. So um, I quit again. Yeah. yeah. How was your mental health at that point? I think it was okay. Um, I dealt with for for my like I felt by like, your standards. Yeah, well, I felt like I dealt with the eating disorder. Of course, you you never dealt with it straight away. It just takes a lot of time. But um, yeah, I started seeing a psychologist again because I started having panic attacks. I started having really bad anxiety and also depressed um, uh, thoughts. And um, that gradually became worse over the years to a certain point that when I had a different uh, psychologist, I she recommended medicine to me. Um, and that was the point when I started taking medicine for the anxiety and depression, yeah. Because I couldn't cope with it through my eating disorder. I think I started to cope with it through yeah different way which obviously wasn't the solution <laughs> either but yeah it was just a huge, huge struggle yeah yeah and that um your history as an elite athlete at that point did you have the feeling that that was um, a major factor yeah in those things it was in a what big way? burden i think because i was such a perfectionist at you've in gymnastics it's never perfect so perfectionism is a really big thing also uh, putting the standards for yourself really really high expecting uh, a lot from yourself which is not in to perspective to what people expect from themselves in the normal world so yeah and that yeah created the anxiety and also um yeah negative thoughts about myself that i didn't do i didn't do well i didn't do as I supposed to, while my standards were just really, really high. So at a certain point, I um, I think I went, yeah, I went to Amsterdam to a different psychologist. Uh, and I'm really happy I found her because she really, really helped me. Um, and um, yeah, ironically, I started gymnastics again. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get away. No. Why? Why the third time around? Third time is charm, you were hoping. Uh, yeah, well, I hoped, yeah, because I think I just never had um, the opportunity to step away from the sport on my own terms. Hmm. It was just because of a negative experience and negative atmosphere. And I felt like, yeah, I, I needed to do that in order to completely deal with the situation and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. So and did that work out? Yeah, it did. I always thought that quitting because of an injury um, was going to be the worst thing ever. 
but I quit because of an injury third time around because I fell on my head during a pack salto on, 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 on even bars and um, missed, the, missed the bar completely um, and um, had a whiplash. Ouch. Yeah, so um, that, that took a while. It took about, I think, a full year to completely recover from it. Um, and at that point, I was like, I had like torn ligaments in my ankles. I had a torn ACL, which was replaced. I had like lots of muscle injuries and the injury with my head, I came to a sudden realization that I was like, well, they can't replace my brain. So, and I really need it because at that point I was in uni, I was doing my master's degree and I was like, I need my brain for the rest of my life and they can't replace it. And all of a sudden you're going to think about life after the sport and you're like, well, no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore because I need my body yeah. to be healthy for the rest of my life. Yeah. Is it also easier to accept um, the, um, the toll it takes on you on a, on a physical level than on a mental level? Or is that... Mm. I think so. To a certain point you can, um, and that's what you, what they teach you as well, to ignore pain, to ignore emotions, to ignore everything, all the signals your body's giving yourself. Like your you mind. To, yeah, that you need to stop. Um, yeah, they, they teach you to ignore it. So at a to, to a certain point you can do that. Um, but with mental health, I found that very difficult because you can't ignore it. No. Yeah. Um, so, would you say that by living in a normal world, you have found ways to accommodate your um, my, your sports mindset in that world, or do you feel that you kind of have to let go of that in order to make it work? Um, no, I think you can use some points, some 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 aspects of it. Um, I think I've learned determination, not giving up easily, and going for like if you have a goal, going for it for the full hundred percent or even more, um, and having focus to to reach that goal, being ambitious, and but I think in the normal world you have to uh, lower your standards quite a bit because otherwise you'll get yourself a burnout. Yeah. yeah. And it's also maybe not as uh, clear what the goal is, as in sports. True. And that's difficult because you have to create that goal for yourself. And I think um, that has been a big struggle for me. What do I want to do? Um, at first I thought it was being a PE teacher. Now I am a data analyst. Um, I've done a, a master's in sports. So I've done things all over the place. Um, but that that goal that you need to create th that yourself because you need to find out what you like to do and what you think is good to do and that's difficult because you've always been told what to do, how to do it, when to do it and yeah making that transition is really difficult. So if you you have gone through this transition <laughs> yeah so what kind of advice would you give yourself when you just quit first time or second time 
third time around? Well, I think, um, no, I think I want to give myself as a 14, 15 year old a little bit of advice. And that would be that it's okay to have you know, your own opinion. And um, because you re- there wasn't any no, space for that. No. no, there was not space, no space, not at all, no. And um, I think um, in terms of body, I would say that it's okay to not have a six pack. <laughs> Um, good advice. Yeah, good advice. And um, it's okay to have emotions and to to feel something because if you can't feel the negative emotions, you also can't feel the positive emotions, and you can't fully embrace life. That's something what I've learned. I, I still struggle with it, but it's, it's something I've learned over time. And um, also, if you disappoint someone, um, it doesn't mean that you get thrown out of their life right away. Whereas I felt like when I did something wrong or um, I disappoint my coaches, um, I would be I would be removed from the gym and I could it's pre- up or out. Yeah. yeah, and that's not how normal life works. I thank still- God. <laughs> yes. Well, for you, thank God. For me, it's like sometimes I still get anxiety uh, because. I get those feelings again, but um, I start to to gain more experience where that situation isn't as it was back in the gym. So, um, so I would give that advice to my younger self. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah. Thank you so much for interviewing me yeah. and uh, helping me with this first episode. Well. Good luck with the podcasts. I'm I'm looking forward to all the the other stuff. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah. This podcast was created, hosted, edited, and produced by Anna Leitbakker. Today's guest host was Veronica Baas, and the music is "We Are Free" by Ixen.